I've got a witty little 30 month old. So two and a half year old who is able to identify her emotions. For example, she'll pout, cross her arms and say, I'm mad or I'm grumpy. She can be mean and let her emotion take over because she'll throw it away across the room or say something like, I don't want to listen to you or so call him when I let her know I'm going to call her dad to let him know that she's not being nice. I tell her she's hurt my feelings or making me sad when she displays this, but she doesn't seem to acknowledge how I feel and says things like, I like being mean. How can I turn this conversation around? New options. Number one, we have to differentiate between feelings and behaviors. So if you listen to the previous behavior bite, you will know that every feeling that these kiddos is experiencing is valid and fine. So the child can have the feeling, but it's the behavior that's not acceptable. So if I back up here to where it says, I'm mad or I'm grumpy, yeah, you can be mad and you can be grumpy, absolutely. And you can even tell me I'm mad and I'm grumpy. And I'm actually pretty proud of you for being able to use your words to say, I don't wanna listen to you. That's rude and disrespectful, but great use of language to say, I don't want to listen to you. Thank you for telling me how you feel. Kenna, thank you for telling me that you are mad and you don't wanna listen to me right now. Now, I'm bigger, stronger, wiser, kind, and I'm in charge, so I'm not going to necessarily keep talking to you because if I know you don't want to listen to me right now, you don't have to, like, I'm not going to make the matter worse by chatting in your ear to, like, intentionally infuriate you, but whatever I said that was the rule, like, hey, we're going to shut the TV off, I'm mad, I'm grumpy, I don't want to listen to you. I understand that you're mad. Turning the TV off is really hard. But the TV still went off. Like nothing changed. I validated your feelings. I absolutely um, empathize with the fact that it's hard to shut the TV off. It's hard to do stuff we don't want. And I even, you know, like, yeah, you're right. Turning the TV off is super hard. I know. I can, I can see that you're mad. Your arms are crossed. The behavior is the problem being disrespectful by saying, I don't want to listen to you or um, throwing things across the room. The behavior is not acceptable. Now, we also have to keep in mind the social emotional capacity of a two and a half year old because this mom said, or this parent said 30 months. So for 30, a 30 month old, um, I do have to be pretty firm on this one. It's not a 30 month old job to care about how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> so that baby, two and a half year old baby, they don't have to really like be concerned about our feelings. Um, we want to grow that. We're getting the child growing in the capacity of empathy and growing in the capacity of perspective taking. I want my child to learn how to take the perspective of another, but that's not going to happen at two and a half. And it's baby steps, no pun intended. And so we're working on helping children to see what it's like to be in somebody else's shoes or how our actions can impact someone else. That's a lifelong skill that you really have the next dozen years to teach and not something that should be put on the shoulders of a two and a half year old. So um, again, you're bigger, stronger, wiser, kind. And um, I would take, uh, in all sincerity, I think I would probably take that language off the table of you're hurting my feelings, you're making me sad. I, I wouldn't even go there because number one, um, I won't tolerate this behavior. Um, this behavior is disrespectful. And when you are disrespectful to mommy, you have to, you know, whatever. Um, but I'm not probably going to mix it up by saying you're hurting my feelings. It's, it's in all sincerity, giving her um, 
um, a disproportionate understanding of your relationship because she's not she, she's not um, capable of taking your perspective quite yet. And I don't want her to think that um, I'm, I'm at her, um, oh, I don't, I don't want her to necessarily have the feeling that she controls me. I mean, that sounds kind of odd because I'm bigger, stronger, wiser, kind. And so feeling ownership, I'm, I'm the boss of my feelings. And so I generally kind of leave the language of you are making me sad and you are hurting my feelings. I generally, um, I might have that conversation with my older children. Definitely I'll have that conversation with my husband. Um, but I would not put that on, on my toddler. And just like your toddler is the boss of his or her feelings. So you are the boss of your feelings and I am the boss of my feelings. And so I decide how I feel and you decide how you feel. It's really a life skill to help kiddos understand that they get to own their feelings. And um, if somebody else calls them names at school, let's pretend somebody is calling them a mean name, you know, um, baby pants or something, you know, in preschool that you would hear, um, you're a poopy butt or you're a baby pants. That hurts, right? We know that words hurt a lot, but it also helps us to teach children that as they're growing, um, they have an internal um, uh, ownership of how they feel and they get to feel good about themselves despite maybe some mean words by another person. So I'm the boss of my feelings. And really this is between us. So I'm the mom or I'm the dad, I'm the parent and you're the, the toddler. And I really don't need anybody else to come in and make this better for us. This is 100% about you and me. Um, it's back to the I'm bigger, stronger, wiser kind. And so if your behavior is inappropriate, I'm in control, so when possible, I'll follow your need, but when necessary, I'll take charge, and I'm, I'm absolutely gonna step up and I'm gonna take charge. And so I, I really don't need grandma or um, big brother or dad or anybody else to come in and fix this because this is, this is between you and me, sister. <laughs> um, oh look, there it is again, because I can't say it enough. So apparently I really enjoy beating a dead horse. Um, so there are just a couple of different um, nuances to change that conversation that might impact where the conversation goes. So for example, because I have about a minute left and I'll leave this up here at the end. Um, if my child says I'm mad and I'm grumpy, I'm going to honor that and validate it. So yeah, I get mad and grumpy too sometimes. That's empathy, like full-on empathy. Yeah, mommy gets mad and grumpy too sometimes. And then I might even have fun with it and say, what do you do when you're mad and grumpy? And she might be like, I throw things. And I say, oh, throwing things is very dangerous. And that's not okay in our house, right? When I get mad and grumpy, I like to color. And then I'm going to model. I'm going to model coloring and say, when I get mad and grumpy, I model coloring. Or I'll, you know, this is, I like to clean. When mommy gets mad and grumpy, she cleans and I get out the vacuum and then kids are just little mini me's. So she's like, I'm grumpy. And then she gets out her toy vacuum and she starts to vacuum. Like that's a really good thing to do when you're mad and grumpy is to clean or to color or to dance or, or something fun. So we're honoring her feeling and then we're equipping her with the skills that she needs to express that feeling in an appropriate pro-social way. I can even in all sincerity kind of ignore some of the, um, like the, I don't want to listen to you. In all sincerity, I could probably ignore that and it would end up going away because if I don't react to it and instead I end up teaching what to do when you're mad and grumpy, 
it's probably really not going to keep happening. She's two and a half and kids at two and a half, I mean, they're geniuses and they're, then they grasp it quickly and they roll with it. So as soon as we change the conversation path, they're pretty quick to be on it with us. Um, and I did already say this, but I would, I would just let it be the dance between you and her. And I would, um, I would not worry about including how she's making you feel. And I would worry, I wouldn't include, um, you know, the kind of wait till dad gets home or I'm going to tell dad, um, cause you're the grown up, and, and you get to, you get to help shape that. And she's a hundred percent desperate to, um, connect with you and be the kid. So, okay. I prattled on long enough. It is two o'clock on the nose. Um, feel free to get in touch anytime. You can Facebook message me or email or, um, um, I have a blog now, so I will end up getting that on Facebook. So if you want to connect with me through the blog, you can. If you have more questions to ask, ask away. If there are pieces of this that you have concerns or questions about, ask away. Um, and until next time, thanks for joining. And I hope this was a little bit helpful. And um, have a fantastic rest of your week. Thanks, everybody.